0: Go Radio presents the Go Radio football show unfiltered at more Glasgow on Thursday the 9th of March. Featuring Rangers and Scotland legend Barry Ferguson.
1: They knew
2: as soon as that game finished, when I came in that dressing room, I would do anything for them, but on that pitch, if somebody's not doing it right, mm-hmm. they've got to be told, you've got to drive them on to make sure they hit their standards.
0: Join Paul Cooney, Mark Guidy and Barry Ferguson for this live and unscripted show. Tickets are limited and on sale now at thisisgo.co.uk. The Go Radio football show, unfiltered, live at Oranmore Glass. Glasgow on Thursday the 9th of March.
1: Let's go, go, go.
3: from our Motability team.
1: Macklin Motors Toyota is open now
3: at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.
0: The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, representing some of the biggest motor manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go!
4: Well, just when we came off air last night at seven, Gikamak has finally left the building, left these shores and he's off to Atlanta. Andy Walker, great Celtic striker of the past, is here. Andy, how are you going to remember Georges Giacomac has 26 goals in his year and a bit at Celtic.
5: Yeah, I'll remember him as a good player. I'll remember him as a guy who played really well against Celtic when they needed a big performance. The The 3-0 victory when Atati got a couple of goals. Uh, when he came on after a few minutes to help Celtic get a 4-0 victory. And then goals like the one he got up at St Johnston, where mm. it looked as though Celtic were going to drop a couple of points and he came up with a... Uh, a last second winner. So things like that. I think he's been a terrific player for Celtic. Undoubtedly, if you can do it against Rangers, the Celtic fans will love yeah, you yeah, for yeah, a long, yeah. he long didn't, time. He didn't yeah. score, but his level of performance, I think, allowed Celtic to get comfortable victories. Stephen, he brought something different to Celtic and the Scottish game.
2: Yeah, and I think we forget how long Kiago was out last year. Uh, obviously, we had a really bad hamstring injury. And I think that's when he came into his own. He came back from the break. Um, a lot fitter, fitter than he had been the previous season, uh, previous month, months of the season, and some big goals. I remember one at home to Dundee uh, late in the game, and obviously his performances against Rangers in the 3 0 and the 4 0 game. But the way he led the line is is like a. The way you look for your, for your big striker to lead your team, and uh, it was immense in both of those games. So, obviously, the league winning goal up at Tannadice as well. So, in such a short time, he became such
4: a pop- popular striker, and he'll be sadly missed. Stephen McGinn with us tonight, along with Andy Walker. Stephen will be at the centre of the Scottish footballing universe this weekend (laughs) right at the end of the weekend Andy it's going to be we'll talk about the games coming up game of
5: the weekend Monday night it is isn't it Darville against Falkirk absolutely magnificent and Darville, I think everyone wants them to win but Uh, Stephen's got uh, his own view on it Apart from us
4: and the team in here Right behind you Although Mick's been in A few times as well Stephen How much are you looking forward to it Thank you for speaking to us Before Football Focus And you'll be on (laughs) Sky Sports You'll be on Viaplay You'll be such big time Is this your last appearance With us here in Glasgow? (laughs) Now, What's the buzz? I know right? You the game the other night 1-1 And that I mean the meat and drink for you Is to try and get out of the uh, The first division And you were leading until What the 94th minute? Yeah
2: I think that's why I mean in the game, we we were poor on the night, and we we were off the back of six wins, we just couldn't get going for whatever reason. But we we thought we'd found a goal with five minutes to go, and you think this is the win of the season. But it's it's why we love football. I mean, with yeah. the subs that alwood made, you thought they had nothing left to throw at us, and um, kind of bouncing the box and a handball, and next minute you've lost your two points, and a real sickening feeling. But we've quickly moved on to Davo and. Um, I think anyone out there that's known of or worked with John McGlynn will know that um, we'll be really prepared for Davo. Uh, no stone, stone's been left uh, touched. We're going through all the players today, I mean, um, where we're going to be playing and what's expected of us. So if we lose on Monday, it's not for um, looking down on, on Davo. It'll be who, uh, Davo playing well
4: and deserving to beat us. Andy, I've asked everyone this week, who's going in as the favourites? I'm not asking you yet who's going to win. Who do you think the favourite is for this hey. one? Is it Darville or the team, what, three divisions, four divisions above yeah. them?
5: Uh, listen, Darville are the story of the Scottish Cup this season, but Falkirk are the favourites. Uh, in my view, Falkirk have got by far the better players, but Darville have got something about them. Uh, I, I too saw your your friend Mick last week, got a chat yep. with them, and I know all about his junior football Uh, links and uh, you know what he's done for that team and the ambition that they have so to go up at home again against a a big uh, side like Falkirk they will fancy their chances and I'll be really interested to see what Stephen what Stephen's team his teammates what the manager comes up with because I think Aberdeen lost it by not making it a cup tie uh, and I think that was one of their problems Alright we'll talk about that and all the other games in the
4: next two hours 08 08 17 17 700 this is the day when the European Super League reared its head again some people might say ugly head others see it as an opportunity and both Celtic and Rangers will be on alert to find out the full details the new set up Apparently has 80 teams included It's different, it's not the home and away And the proposal could be 14 games a season So you could play Real Madrid Then you could be off to Club Bruges Or you could be playing Sparta Moscow Or maybe that's a bad example due with the war But all levels of European football could come together We're going to talk about that with Andy Walker and Stephen McGinn Leeds United appear to be closing in on the Feyenoord boss Arnie Slot as manager The temperature seems to have gone down on Ange Postacoglu We'll talk about that as well with you But a Celtic fan is on the line He's dialed 08 08 17 17 700 Darren, good evening Darren uh,
6: Good evening Paul, Andy and Stephen How are you? Hi Darren Hi, We're good thanks you European football
4: with Not too many details yet But the Champions League I take it's something you look forward to next season
6: Yeah of course uh, First things first We need to win the title obviously yep. uh, Nine points clear obviously the main thing now is just consistently seeing it through still get two two derbies left uh, yeah I think we're in a good place obviously win the title and then I think and has got a good squad going into the Champions League this season he'll probably make a few additions in the summer and I think we'll have a real good go at it
4: and Giacomacchus away what would you say to him if he was listening on the way to America
6: um, I would have a bit of sympathy for him firstly um, I can obviously see why he's wanted to, to move on he'd be frustrated with a lack of game time uh, I think financially I think he's just had a, a, a daughter as well so I think he's also looking to secure finance for his family Also, get a bit of game time that's probably uh, at 28 I think that'll probably be his biggest career move so you know obviously I want to thank him for what he did in his short time and best of luck to him in America
4: Stephen he'll be fondly remembered
2: won't he? Yeah um, as Dan's just said very popular and I think he knows what he's going to be missing I think he, he thrived in this, the atmosphere that Celtic Park had and He was never shy in getting involved with the crowd. The top was always off after the goal. So I think he knows what he's given up and we don't know the exact details of why, but Darren might be right. It just might be game time Um, at his age. I think he'll willing to play all the time. I think in any other squad, he plays more often, but I mean, it's hard to
4: to argue with Kyogo at the minute. And Darren, what's your point? You were listening to something Andy said, I think on the programme last week.
6: Yes, yeah, so Andy and Leanne were basically discussing the uh, Ryan Kent's dive against Hearts at Tynecast. So I use the word dive on purpose. I know some that's like to use the word simulation to not sound disrespectful, but basically they were talking about uh, Kent's dive. Andy basically says all teams are guilty of trying to win dubious fouls and he doesn't see anything wrong with it. Andy, can you just back up what you say? Did you really mean that? When sure. You did that?
5: Yes, I did. uh. Before I go into what I meant by it, what 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 is a dive in your view, Darren? Well, it's
6: going down without
5: any contact, obviously. Yeah.
6: Well, there contact were t- contact on the referee, in my opinion. Contact yeah. The referee. Yeah,
5: there were times in in my career where I felt contact and went down. I think you might describe it as went down easily. I I was looking for a foul. I could have stayed on my feet, Darren, but I chose not to, and I was looking for a foul. So. That that's what I meant, and I don't see anything wrong with it. And that's with contact, Andy. Yeah, yeah sure.
4: You wouldn't be saying I would dive without any contact.
5: No, I, I didn't do that. No, yeah. and uh, you know that I don't think anyone's got any gripe about uh, being shown a yellow card for that. I do think it's a piece of nonsense if you get retrospective action taken on it, and it's it's a two-game ban. I mean, it's either a yellow card offence or it's not. But. Uh, I don't think, Darren, there's any team that I go and watch who's not got a player capable of winning a dubious foul. So that, that's what I meant by it.
6: 100% agree with you, Andy, but that, that still doesn't justify it being right in my opinion. Especially since Balls came in, you know, seen, seen with the handballs, that you know the amount of penalties that have been given is almost it's probably more than doubled since before it's came in. And even when when the referees go to the monitor and they see the replays back, especially when they see it in slow motion. You know the the minimalist of contact, and I, I hate phrases like "oh the, the defenders give the referee a decision to make." Like that's the most nonsense phrase I've ever heard. If you're a defender, you're obviously trying to win that ball. You're obviously going to stack a leg out. Attacking players they're onto that. You know they, they leave the leg dangling, and they, you know they feel like the slightest touch, and they go down. Never in a million years is it penalties But because of the slightest bit of contact the players fell. Penalty kick. I I disagree with that.
5: Well it's fine if you disagree my experience was as a professional Darren that some referees were, were really firm they were really fair uh, I thought other referees were, were pretty weak and uh, if you could put pressure on that referee to give you a foul uh, most players will, will do that Steve McGinn what do you think about simulation or
4: as Andy's case if there's contact sometimes he would go down he didn't have to but if there'd been contact what do you feel? Yeah, well, I'm obviously a midfielder, hold
2: midfielder, so yeah. I don't I don't spend that often in the, box, the opponent's box. But sometimes, I mean, the, the amount of times you, the ball will be played in the channel, you win that race in, and you're under pressure, thinking if this if the striker runs up my back and, and pushes me, if if I fall on the ball, I'm going to get the fill. But what's happening now with football, especially in English Premier League, I think they've made a conscious effort to do this. Is they've stopped making that fill so see from early on if I try that and the ref doesn't give the foul I don't try that next time I probably think right i will just put that out for a throw in yeah. and, uh, and defend the throw in it's uh, been a good ball from the team and so I think
5: that's strong refereeing, it's and, good and refereeing. Player, players yeah. will always adjust to a strong referee if you think a, a referee's weak if you think he's influenced by a crowd you'll try and get him to make a you know a soft call in your favour I don't think there's anything wrong with it what, who, who, what do you
6: think of the standard refereeing in this country Andy?
5: Um, This season it's been really poor. I don't think we've used VAR well at all, eh, Darren. And I I would really like to get to a stage where all the clubs could come together with the the referees because VAR is here to stay. I I, I totally accept it. We're less than a year into it. But I'd really like the threshold for a yellow card, for for a red card to be a lot higher than it is now. And Stephen makes a good point about some of the refereeing you see down in England, in the Premier League. Some of the refereeing we saw in the World Cup, Darren, there, there was just such a high bar for uh, you know those daft fouls. Where you know, as a striker, I'm chasing a ball into a corner, I brush against the the defender and he goes down, and all of a sudden he gets a he get he get he gets a foul. I mean, why would I not do that inside the box? Um, so I, I think we're we're looking for stronger referees but with VAR, Darren I just hope we can get to a stage where where it improves and um, it's not been good so far Darren, what do you think about it? The referees
6: under VAR Uh, Yeah, I I need to kind of agree with Andy on that one I think it's been really poor I think there's been a complete lack of consistency I don't think there's anything I can really say that's not been said about the the shambolic canned balls that, that we've seen to be honest yeah. Um, and, and and even, you know, the, the time as well for the decisions I mean, the the one with David Tumble there Would have scored a free kick against uh, St Johnston there Just yeah. over two minutes for them to, to give that goal And I, th- I think I was listening last night Barry said that that should have been done yeah. in about 30 seconds So, you know, just sl- the game gets slowed down and You think, mm-hmm. you know, there's four or five minutes added on Stoppage time, you know, we could just cut that all out Get these decisions done right, get them done quick
5: I think you're dead right, Darn. And I've, it's so frustrating when you're hearing it as well. I, I get the opportunity to listen uh, to the, the the video assistant referee, not not the referee on the pitch. We don't have that uh, sound in our ear. But they were, they were looking at the potential. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, they were looking at the potential of, I think it was a badder, and he might have been in the eyesight of the goalkeeper. And that's I, why I they were going think, to no, rule I, it out. No. But I agree with you, Darn. It took too long. And it's not the uh, the only time that's happened, and I just hope we can all get better at it. Stephen, they're kind of squeezing the joy out of football. It's an entertainment. Uh, it's just became a
2: bit messy. I think I, I don't. Th- I think they're overthinking it. At times, yeah. I think they're so worried about making mistakes and and the the heat that's on them. I think that they're overthinking in it. And I, I've been at games and, and you're, you are sitting there some of the nights it's, it's freezing cold nights and you're sitting there yeah. and everyone's like do you celebrate it do you not celebrate mm-hmm. it and it's just all becoming I, I get they need to check for goals but sometimes I mean you only need to see a goal once to think nah yeah. he's onside
4: yeah. just just give the goal But everyone said that about that decision the crazy decision oh well
5: I couldn't understand why they took so long yeah. to... Paul the only thing I would say is having done games in yep. England some of the decisions were atrocious mm-hmm it's similar to the ones we've seen here, absolutely atrocious. At the beginning. You don't understand it. And I think it's getting better. It's not. I think it could still improve. But, you know, we should have been aware of, of all this. And in and, and my view, the red card that we saw last week at time Castle, the two red cards, mm-hmm. um, you know, Janelli's, why is Nick Walsh booking him for, for time-wasting? He, he can add time on. Yeah. And then he shows him another yellow card within 10 seconds. The for The, ta- the yeah. tackle from Ryan Edwards. Are you not allowed to tackle with a great deal of force, win the ball cleanly? That should never have been a red card, in my view. And I would just like to see the bar raised a lot higher for yellow and red cards. And I think we would have a better game. We've gone a bit away from the, the clear and obvious era. I mean. Yeah. Yeah sometimes you're thinking, what
2: what are they looking for here? Because... I, exactly, Stephen, they're looking for yeah offences. If, if you can't tell after one or two slides that you to disagree with the referee, just give the referee's decision. Yep. Instead, we're just looking at... And in a slow motion, I mean, I've actually never been sent off in my career, but I think if you slowed some of my tackles down over the years, you could probably count double figures them being red cards about yeah. where you catch players and the amount of times you come off the park and my wife will now say to you, you've got a few cuts and you. It's yeah. part of the game. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, you, you make a tackle, you follow through. It's it's part of it. It's a contact sport. I hate I hate yeah. seeing stills
5: because it's not accurate. No, you know, you can picture
4: can tell a different story. Yeah, I know.
5: You yeah. need to see it in in real speed. And anyway, there's hey, there's yeah. work to be done, but uh, the, let's hope it improves. Darren, have you got a ticket for the cup final? I did. Yeah, I actually came in the
7: post yesterday, so really
6: excited for that one.
4: Oh, if we could have known that, we could have nipped it in and get, got a <laughs> ticket there. They're like gold dust. Oh, it's exactly going to be really great, great state, isn't it? Having half and half again for Celtic Rangers. Point, it's been yeah. a long time.
6: Yep, uh, I missed out on the the 2019 one when Christopher Jeline scored, so uh, I'm really looking forward to that one. Mm. Uh, I think it's honestly, I think it's going to be really close to call this one, Paul. Yeah. Obviously, Michael Beals came in. He's got Rangers yeah. playing at a lot better level, but I think you know Celtic are also playing at such a high standard as well, so. You know, I think if Celtic turn up and play their best, I think they'll just nip it. But I think if Celtic aren't their best, the majors perform well. You know, it could go either way. So it'll be a really interesting game.
5: I, I, I think it's it will be really good to see the stadium half and half. Because honestly, I don't think you're ever going back to a sizeable away support at either Parkhead or Ibrox, which is a great shame.
4: Stephen, it'll be some game. You're still, uh, you've got cup action in the Scottish Cup this weekend but that will be some game it's, I know I don't play I've never played at any level I don't know did you Darren did you play senior football senior football yeah. no 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 I
6: played local in the park on you, them on
4: the exactly basketball. and I played amateur but my point is this who wants it more on the day and I know the pros say that's not about that but I wonder with this with Rangers unbeaten you know on a run Celtic both of them look as though they'll continue in the next couple of weeks I I, I have this argument you can't really want to win games
2: more. I mean, I've never looked at among my teammates and thought he, he's not really. He doesn't really want to win today. You want to go out, your family are there, your friends are there. You know yep. what it means to the supporters. It's how you, it's who handles it better. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's both changing rooms will give everything. They'll try and play their best, but who can turn up in the day? I mean, they get, they get the semi final last year when Rangers beat Celtic. Celtic just for whatever reason didn't get going. I wouldn't say that was for the lack of trying. They just they couldn't really get into their usual stride and. Rangers handled the occasion and, and finished stronger and, and edged out the
4: game. So it's going to be who handles it better on the day. I was going to say, I'll never say that again, but I'll come back again, Andy. <laughs> a good answer. But if Rangers, they need to win a cup, right? Celtic will win the league. Almost certainly, right? Michael Bale, he wants to make an impression. He can If he wins a cup, he buys himself time and then the board, hopefully for him, more money next year. But that would maybe, you, you need it more rather than want it.
5: I don't think you'll get a difference in a in a need or a desire from from either dressing room. Both teams will want to win it, win it badly. Whoever wins it you've got the chance of a treble. Um and that that's what you want to you want to make those memories. I think you're right. Celtic are overwhelming favorites for for the league title, but on a one-off occasion it can go either way. Celtic got a, you know, a late equalizer at Ibrox. Um, and I thought that was a it was a really good second half it took a while to get going that game but they're always fascinating contests aren't they I think long
2: term psychologically it's better for Rangers if they can win I think with the way the 4-0 game went off the back of last year's 3-0 win, and then even the way they had that game at Ibrox I thought the nerves kicked in and they lose a equaliser to Celtic I think it's more important for them to,
4: to think no we can beat this Celtic team Final question Darren you, first up it's St Mirren Celtic Park Saturday evening 5.30 what's your scoreline?
6: Uh, hard to tell Paul I'm going to just I don't think it'll be a, a, a whitewash the way it was when yeah. Celtic played St Myrna a few weeks ago and, and won comfortably 4 Um I read an interesting stat during the week there that St Myrna are the last team to beat Celtic at Celtic Park you know and, and away actually so mm. I know that one at Celtic Park was quite a long time ago but you know still I think that we've got some players in that team that can really do some damage like Stephen Robson gets at Munpley really well uh, the big striker is it Curtis Main is that his name?
4: Yep, yep. he's back yep.
6: He's and he's scoring yep. a couple, scored, 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 scored a couple of goals up yep. at Aberdeen so they're a good team Paul um, I still think Celtic have got enough in the locker to win the game but yeah, Celtic 2-0 two, Celtic
4: Thanks Darren good call
0: the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, representing some of the biggest motor manufacturers across Scotland. Let's
4: go! The Go Radio Football Show is Thursday already. It's been a quick week, Stephen, hasn't it? Do you feel that way, Stephen McGinn?
2: Yeah. Well, we had the Saturday-Tuesday games, so the yeah. midweek games it always flies in. Yeah, But with the
4: game being on Monday, it's going to drag in the weekend. Yeah. You didn't have a day off or whatever. You take it easy for a day or two and then get ready for the cup tie with Darvel on Monday. Yeah, we had a team bonding exercise at uh, huh? the new Top Golf in Glasgow. Oh, today, how was it? So, I yeah. pass it every day, the motorway. Tell, how'd you go on? Yeah, it's really it? good. Yeah.
2: yeah, really good. Um, apart from my golfing, it's not a particular <laughs> strength of mine. But, uh, I heard somebody shout four at the M8, <laughs> or the M74. Yeah. I can't hear it that far. No.
4: <laughs> but it looks great just off the M74. Yeah, i to try it. Yeah, it looks sure. really good. I fancy yeah. it. I like the golf. Other places are available, but it does look <laughs> a bit special. I mean, you, next to the motorway, I keep waiting for
5: somebody. They are massive sure nets yeah. that are... Uh, that would obviously need to be part of it. But
4: no, I'll get I'll get down there eventually. I think. Darren was our first caller. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Took me back, Andy. People coming on and saying, How can you say strikers will go down <laughs> when they haven't been touched? But you did say
5: they, they will they said, yeah. Uh, I, I've I, found in my experience fans of, of the club are always they always hate the guy in the opposition who goes down mm. and wins a soft foul, but they will always back their own uh, man. So it's uh it's the way yeah. over. A few days to go until
4: the games, but not that long, isn't it? it starts tomorrow night, Friday, Hamilton up against Hearts. And in the seat you are in uh, 48 hours ago, it was Lawrence Shanklin. So it was good to hear. You'd hear him on the programme maybe between. It was your game Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday night. Yeah. yeah, so Lawrence was on. Second top scorer. What's it, 21 goals this season? What are his chances, do you think, of getting back into the Scotland setup? He's got to have a chance. Yeah. So I think he.
2: I think the the captaincy I know he spoke about it but I feel as if he, he seems have extra wee bit of oomph he's got in his, in his game he, he he's leading that team and
5: other than that Rangers performance are really going well I can't see him not being in it when you consider Ross Stewart's out till the end of the season yeah. Linden, uh, Linden Dykes, Dykes has got some sort yep. of uh, illness illness yeah so Lauren Shankland in really good form Kevin yep. Nisbet really good form you'd imagine both will be in and both of them I mean they're still in Scottish football which we're, we're pleased and yeah, you know, Nisbet yeah. could have I gone mean, south yeah yeah. I think Jay Adams obviously the, the number one at the moment yep. with uh, Stuart and Dykes out but uh, I'm sure they'll both be in the squad so at the weekend we spoke about Stevens game. Did I see you down there, uh Man United, uh the Palace really, and really Casemiro and Cole? Yeah, I really enjoyed yeah. it. It was a good bit of drama and uh Palace made a real fist of it once Casemiro had got sent off because United were pretty much in control. Mm. And uh I'm back down to North East this weekend doing Sunderland again. Oh get back at the Stadium. Who have they got this weekend? They've got Reading. I saw them last night ah, they, they played lost... uh, Fulham, they lost three two but played really well and uh, always like seeing uh, big Tony Mowbray his teams are always set up well and in so much as it's they, they like to play attacking entertaining football couple of wide players strikers trying to get trying to get goals they're, they're a good watch still a great atmosphere there yeah there is yeah. and I think it'll be a tough match against uh, Reading they've got Paul Lince and of course your old friend mm-hmm. Alec Ray he mm-hmm. is part of the coaching setup there so might get a chance to say hello to him
4: Casamiro in court the weekend it's not bad Stephen
5: isn't it? Yeah, it's not bad, guy.
2: Yeah. Eh? But he's <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's makes us jealous with some of the games he gets to. But yeah, with Sunderland obviously, Ross Stewart been missing, but Ahmed Diallo and Paddy Roberts. Are yeah, obviously mm-hmm. big players for them. So. It's
5: amazing that he's he's almost the top man there. When I was down there a couple of weeks Diallo, ago, Diallo, yeah, uh, Diallo, he is uh, the top man there, and it was a great pity that uh, the demand sent off after about twenty minutes. Sunderland and uh, Tony had to take, he had to sacrifice uh, Patrick Roberts, who was also playing uh, really well was he on form he, yep. he was he was in right good form and they lost to Swansea it was uh, 10 to 11 for pretty much what 70 minutes so a bit too much to, to overcome but it was a good
4: game is he okay without Kieran Tierney because they'd struck up a great partnership didn't they yeah, I see, right. you know, there was a great bond there between some, the two of them some bromance yeah on, indeed wasn't there? there was uh, two great players let's go on the lines now 08081717700. 17 17 700 uh, John Paul is on the line good evening John
7: Paul Uh, Good evening, guys. How are you doing? It's my first time calling you. Thanks for having me. Good to hear
4: you. You're in Postle in Glasgow. It's great to hear you. What's on your mind?
7: Yeah, do you know what? I I wanted to take the opportunity... I hear Andy's on, and I wanted to take the opportunity to have a wee chat with Andy, if I'm being honest. Um, I I, I don't know if it's widely known. Certainly, like, you know, within my friends and family, I don't think Andy's a flavour of the month for a number of Celtic fans. I don't know if that's the same on your Twitters and all that sort of stuff. Nope. But... I, I've not got an issue with Andy I mean I, I think Andy was a former Celtic man I remember uh, very fondly a number of times watching Andy when I was a youngster myself yeah. uh, I remember he scored a goal at Ibrox with his chest I think um, he jumped up and didn't know much about it stuck it in the net <laughs> uh, it
6: was
7: a great goal I always remember it vividly um, I remember when he got his, his injury he poked in the eye to Snellders. Um, seemed to never really kind of hit the heights again for sale unfortunately but then I I followed Andy down a Bolton had a great career down in Bolton, formed a great partnership with John McGinley, mm-hmm. uh, and knew he's, knew, he's a, knew he's a pundit. And this is all our yesterdays, uh, John
5: Paul. That's right. <laughs> you got a big red book <laughs> that there that for that? him. <laughs> no, Andy's saying it's like all our
4: yesterdays. <laughs>
7: yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. This is your life. <laughs> well, a,
5: a, all, all I can say, um, John Paul, is that um, they were the best days uh, of my life playing for playing for Celtic and playing in a winning team because uh, I, I played in a few teams that, that didn't win and uh, that's mm. always tough in in Glasgow when you when you end up being second but no they they are uh, they are my club and it was uh it was a great privilege to to play alongside just, just some people who were who were my heroes and I got to play mm. with them they became friends and, and we had a with a winning season winning the league winning the cup and uh, made who some. Was the,
7: who were the players that you liked playing with? Ben well, and, my, the the
5: team you? the the team that I went to see sort of late seventies, early eighties with uh, Roy Aitken, Tommy Burns, uh, George Mccluskey, Frank McGarvey, Charlie Nicholas, Davy Proven, Murdoch mm-hmm. McLeod, uh, Pat Bonner. Uh, these guys were absolutely terrific, and most of them uh, were were still there when when I signed in '87. So it was good to be mm-hmm. part of that uh, winning team because. Because Rangers were, were really strong.
7: Well, I mean I, I just want to let you know Andy, I know there's some I know there's some um fans out there that are, you know that want you to wear the green tinted glasses and if you ever say anything it's it's not pro Celtic, you know, it's like ah, oh, but see like he you know, he should be doing this, he should be saying that. But you know, there's fans out there that remember you as a, a, a very good centre forward for Celtic, who had a good career, you know, before and after Celtic and appreciate you're just doing your job by by telling it how it is and um that's not forgotten.
5: Well, you're, you're very kind, John Paul. It's only an opinion, but um, thanks for bringing up all those uh, great memories. Yeah. That was good of you. Andy was smiling when you said that, John Paul. Um, I don't know but, where you got the uh, Teeth Snellders thing. about. Right. Do you remember, remember that then? Did you, what was know? Was that not what
7: happened to your eye? The Aberdeen
5: you know keeper. An eye injury? I, I got an eye injury. It was a full-blooded volley, uh, and I was only pff, no more than a yard away, and it was... It was Brian oh. Irvin. It was just a clearance. I thought I could get my head oh, to it. Right. Brian Irvin yeah, sort of came in and he, he was a bit sharper than than I thought. And uh, yeah, it, it it put me out for for a uh, for a few weeks and I and I missed a cup final. But um, yeah, back to full fitness for the start of the next cool. season. Cool. But it was it was always difficult because um, we didn't we didn't build on that success of the centenary year I always remember Big yeah. Billy talking yeah. about mm-hmm. trying to get Paul Gas going trying to get uh, Peter Beardsley and they were two players wow. that he was looking at one to bring in and I, I think the board at that time were saying "No, nah, you've got you've got a good squad just go with yeah. it you won last know, year uh, about, go with are. it again and we signed we signed Ian Andrews uh, it didn't work out Big Jules oh. had, yeah. a, had a torrid time there Ray and, Houghton uh, there's yeah. another name that Celtic wanted wanted to, to get him but yeah. I mean, oh, I have signed a couple of those calls. Oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, Rangers, of course, were were spending big, so it, it was difficult. Yeah. And you got the odd uh, victory, but I played with some really great players to play alongside Paul McStay and Tommy Burns and Roy yeah. Aiken. Uh, all, all these guys have got multiple hundreds of, of games for mm-hmm. for Celtic. I mean, I saw I saw uh, Callum McGregor at Tannadice a few weeks ago. Shook his hand and just. Mm-hmm you know, a level of respect for, he's, that was his 400th game. Mm. And you know what? I think it's something that you're probably not going to see an awful lot of soon because these uh, Scottish-born, I don't even know if Callum McGregor's Glasgow-based, but these Glasgow-based, Scottish-born players that you, well, I associate with Celtic for so many years. Scott getting, Brown, I know he was Edinburgh. Yeah, but, you know. yeah, but you're getting few yeah. and far between. I mean, you'll probably get to a stage soon when when Callum's time is up. I mean, who's going? Who's going to be the Celtic captain? It'll, it'll probably be someone who's a firm favourite. You know, a great leader, but probably not Scottish.
7: Somebody from the span. <laughs> Paul, I, by me
5: Yeah, yes.
4: I, didn't, I didn't know where you were going to go with it but I would say I'd ask Andy a question because over the years I've worked with some you know great players that became brilliant broadcast journalists um, Davy Provin for example but I remember people saying yeah but they don't tow the club line or some of them at ranges or whatever but Davy and you I think stand out because you say what you think well, and Paul, I know I'll you be- care about Celtic so does Davy Provin yeah. but you you're
5: maybe disp- you know doing a job you're working for Go Radio. Or you're working for Sky. You're not working for Celtic. Well, I think some of the best advice I got was uh, there's two teams in the pitch. And I remember playing for Motherwell against Celtic, against Rangers, against Aberdeen, Dundee United, who were who were really good. And uh, there's always two teams in the pitch. So there's always uh, two stories. And uh, I think you make a good point about Davey Proven. I, took a, I thought Davey was, was terrific in his uh, analysis. And uh, it's always easy to... Uh, to call out uh, some players that you actually played with and, and when I first started out you were criticising some uh, some players that were your teammates but mm-hmm. uh, I mean I can't be bothered when I call into Celtic Park to have a cup of tea and we want you to be a cheerleader mm-hmm. uh, not interested Stephen,
4: it's the, it's the path you're going down you didn't play at Celtic but you'll admire people who can say what they think Barry, for example, at Rangers, a Rangers icon, but he also gets a little bit of stick as well at times because they'll say, well, why are you praising Jota or whatever, or Callum McGregor? But it's a respect. It's something. I mean, you, all
2: I read today, Jamie Carragher get, getting a lot of stick for um, saying Lissandro Martinez couldn't play in the Premier League and now he's kind of backtracked, said I got it wrong. It, football's a game of opinions. Mm-hmm. We all sit and watch games. I sit and watch games Andy's on and he makes a comment, I ah, Disagree with him. someone else. He, I say other times he's spot on. Everyone sees the game different, and that's why we love it. And um, huge respect for people that do and and are honest and do call it as they see it. Because it is easy sometimes just to go with a cliche and say uh, I wouldn't have did that. or um, The people, I mean, that's the ones you look up to. The people
4: that put themselves out there. John Paul, the current team. Anything you want to say at the moment?
7: Um, I'm I'm absolutely loving it. Um, you know, Angie's is is the leader of the pack. Um, you know he's, he's putting his stamp on it, and the guys are responding to it. And you know ever since we lost against St. Martin, um you you just see it. We don't we don't act like a team that's lost. We act like a team that goes right. Okay, that's happened, and then what's next? And if we win, we act like a team that goes right. Okay, that's what's that's what that's what's happened, and what's next? And they're just ready to go. Nothing phases them if they lose a goal in a game. They don't act like a team that go oof, lost a goal, this is, you know, they get a bit jittery, they just go, right, okay, that's that, and, and let's continue and let's score again and let's continue back into our passing, back into our shape, back into our patterns. And they're, they're a dream to watch just now and there's some absolutely fantastic talent there. Let, uh,
5: let, let me ask you something. this, John Paul, do you think Celtic Rangers would be interested in what we read about today about the European Super League? Do you think Celtic Rangers would be interested in taking part in that?
7: Oh, I'm gonna be honest, with you, Andy, I've I've i not long back to so what I've not really had the chance to look at. It, so I've not seen it. I have heard the mention of the Super League sort of reading its head again. Um, yeah, I'm gonna reserve judgment to see what it looks like, but oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the European Super League, but who knows, you know, somebody can always make a good argument, can
4: John Paul, thanks very much. First time caller. I hope you will call again and stay tuned. Thanks, guys. Bye now. Cheers. Thanks. Thank also. you.
0: The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors representing some of the biggest motor manufacturers across Scotland. Let's
4: go. Go Radio Football Show Thursday evening. Paul Cooney, Stephen McGinn, and Andy Walker were taking your calls. So you can join us on the socials at Go Football Show, or you can call 0808 1717700 17 on the lines now. Motherwell joint bottom of the table, and on the line is Stephen Reside. Stephen, good evening. Hello, how are you doing? Yeah, how are you, Stephen?
5: Hi, Stephen. There's Andy and Stephen. Hi, uh, Stephen.
4: Yeah, Uh, yeah, I've been following you. I see uh, a different view. You had a big launch the other day. We'll maybe talk about that in a minute or two. But, yeah, joint bottom of the table. Where do you want to start? What about the cup game? Uh,
8: Yeah, well, I think we should probably start there. But the the board have released a statement today on the Alan Burrell situation. Right. And to me, it just screams of Trying to keep the fans quiet now. There was a banner put up outside yep. Club Park at the beginning of the week. Saw so, it. Yep. It said, show some passion for the badge on your shirt. Yep. And that, to me, summed up their problem. We're not doing enough of the free stuff on the park. Mm-hmm. I would give my life to get one minute on the pitch for that club. Yeah. I like here with cerebral palsy. Yeah. They get 90 a week, and they're not doing the free stuff.
5: I think it was interesting, Stephen, that that banner that you're talking about—it it said, uh, correct me if I'm wrong—but show some passion for the badge on your on your strip or your shirt. So yeah. it, it, it was a little dig at the players, what, you know, asking them to give more. It, it wasn't a dig or a reference to the manager. So it, sure. it seems to me that uh, most supporters are behind uh, Stevie Hamill because when it was going wrong for Aberdeen. The Aberdeen fans had good one out. That's what they wanted. Obviously, they wanted more from the players, but their first port of call was the manager. It seems as though the first port of call for for the Motherwell fans is to ask the players to give more because they want and maybe trust Stevie Hamill to succeed. Is that fair? We want Stevie to succeed. There's nothing more than we want is for Stevie to
8: succeed. I think you're right in saying it is labelled at the players This team has been in decline for a year now, Um, since the turn of the year last year. I can remember two decent performances that that team's put in in that time. One was away at Aberdeen earlier in the season, and the other one was when we stayed by at home against a half-side to secure Europe, a half-side that were looking forward to a cup final at the time as well, by the way. So they were probably having a wee rest that day. But it's been poor performance after poor performance. And it's a squad as TV Hamill inherited. Yeah. He's bought in nine in January. Mm-hmm. The the worrying thing is these players need time to settle. We're in a position where we don't have time. I think we had no shots in target on open play. In open play against Aberdeen last week, we scored a penalty. But that's obviously a penalty kick. Yep. And that's the worrying thing. We don't look at threat going forward. And then the goals that we're conceding, we're not getting close to people, we're not putting tackles in. The the opposition are getting on the end of too many crosses coming
5: into your box. Where's the free stuff? Well, you you're right uh, to highlight all these problems. I mean, when I was at St Johnston last week, the Motherwell fans I was speaking to were were home to see their first home win since August. Yeah. I mean, we're into February, yeah. and the the team haven't won a, a, a at home since since August in the league. It's uh and and I was at that uh, St Johnston game, uh, Stephen, and it was I mean. St Johnson were on a bad run themselves but were worthy winners on the night um, I mean I do get it playing three up front Van Vane was there Jack a- Aitchison uh, who was the other one uh, Crankshaw and then Obika come yep. on for a while he, d- he did try and change it and mix it up maybe McKinstry I think all the fans wanted to see him get a bit more time but um, he's been
8: a one good player this season
5: yeah you're, so one, I, you're one good player yep
8: Yeah. Well, the I, one that I'd give to. you know, I'm not. I'm not. You could I'm say not, not, as well because he has been the ball in it, but the rest of
5: them, of the, I'm not really too concerned the about the the Scottish Cup. I mean, away to Wraith Rovers, I, I do think Motherwell will win that, in a similar way to the one, a difficult one against, uh, our Broth in the last round. But uh, the next game, which actually we have on Sky, is Motherwell Hearts, and that's the one where I think a I think a notable victory could really help. If you get, a, I mean, that's a big scalp sure. if you beat Hearts because they're on a, a a great run, Stephen.
4: And the Saint Mirren next week, Stephen. Again, obviously, your brother is there and a
2: part yeah, of the I team. Yeah, I was just going to say, Stephen. I, I, obviously, I'm emotionally involved with, with Motherwell now with, with Paul being there. And Yeah, I mean, you get again from most of my games, and first thing I do is I check the Aston Villa score and I check the Motherwell score. And there has been too many occasions where it's uh, a wee red mark next to the, the game. It's, I mean. My dad was only saying privately to me last week. He's with missing a couple of home wins. He's not actually been to far part and seen them win this season. So it hasn't been, it hasn't been great. And and I can only, I mean, you say don't try. It's not something that Paul would accuse his teammates of. I think they, they're an honest group. What I would say is, I do me personally, not from Paul, from looking into it. I think the amount of has actually confused things. Um, too many. I I don't know what the team's going to be. Uh, they changed the formation the other day up at Petre, so then are now they're fully in a relegation battle. There's no getting away from it. What they need to do now is need to stop the rot. That's for sure. I don't think they've won in the league yeah. since since October. Um they have to find a way not to, to to keep losing it for park. It's a real I mean their home form's going to get them relegated if they don't get yeah. that sorted and what they have to do is find their best team. Um and Can finding your bi- big
8: worry for me, Stephen. Yes. Can I tell you the big worry for me? Yes. The midfield, you're the midfielder yourself. Yeah. I don't see a balance in there. There's too many pretty footballers. I mean, we've seen Callum Butcher, hopefully he'll come in. and do the dirty side. We need somebody that wants to kick somebody.
2: Yeah, I mean People I mean, getting
8: overrun, overran game after game.
2: It's something that um, the Motherwell team I played with uh, against over the years. They always had it was Keith Lasley and they had the Grimshaw's Donnelly, Donley that's now <laughs> at Kilmarnock. They have um, they have obviously nice footballers in there but I do agree and I think Stevie Hamill knows all the problems they have it's just about knitting it together it's deciding I mean get your best of living on the park find a, find a formation in the system that suits that best of living try and stop the rot get back to basics as you say stop crosses coming in um, find a way to be hard to beat at home definitely first, first and foremost because they are I mean I, I've been in that situation a lot a lot of times as a St Mern player every point's a prisoner now and um, every time that Motherwell get in after defeat they're going to look at results elsewhere and they might get away with it some weeks but eventually they're going to get in and see other teams have picked up wins where they're not expecting them to win so as I said Stevie Hamill needs to find what he thinks is his best team and they've got a couple
4: of home games coming up that they're going to have to find ways to win one of them yeah huge rearranged game isn't it Um, midweek next week against St Mirren at Fir Park um, the, yeah the chairman's statement that you mentioned there we I think we did say earlier on that Motherwell spoke about Alan Burrows going early I think to mm-hmm. Aberdeen it's not often people talk about a chief exec coming or going Stephen does that have an effect no, on the club?
8: Not, I don't think it will have an effect on things on the pitch because he did announce that he was going a couple of months ago yeah. or a month ago or so yeah. um, the worrying thing for me is that we were promised that Alan Burrows would be in place until someone else came in. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not Alan Burroughs' fault when I say this, it's the board's fault, right? They've, they've not got a, a replacement in yet. They've said in the statement today that they're still working to find one. So, but, we've been lied to as supporters there. That can't happen.
4: Stephen, I would imagine, I am not. I can't speak for the board, but to find a really good chief exec and he is one of the best, it doesn't happen overnight necessarily. And I go, I get it, you want it as soon as possible. But I think in the statement they're saying, to be fair, to Alan Burrows, uh, to let him go early. But I, I, look, I get it. Um, it's difficult. But surely
8: they knew he was leaving. That's the thing for me. Surely they knew he was leaving before the statement comes out.
5: Well, we, I, I don't this, know.
8: This would have been, this would have been spoken about yeah. privately, I would imagine, before the statement was released. Was I mean, I think it tells
5: life. you a wee bit about Alan's popularity with the Motherwell fans. He was very... He was very warm. He was very open. He was very engaging uh, with them. Any any problems, he wanted to to help. He wanted to fix them. I know how much time that he spent dealing with things uh, on and off the park, not just on a, on a match day. So um, uh, I, I, for one, wish him well at uh, Aberdeen. Okay. But I, I totally yeah. accept that um, uh, you know you need to get you need to get leadership in at all sure. levels, but. Most importantly, Stephen's just mentioned that you just need to start winning at home, and these these two games against St Mirren, and I'll get to see them up close at uh, against Hearts a week on Sunday. That's our live uh, Sky game, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And I just think if they can actually take notice of those fans, and you know, give give a wee bit more, uh, you know, get get closer to your opponent, run yep. run a wee bit more, put more energy into it if you can. Uh, level of concentration needs to be higher stop shipping stupid goals um, is, does the if, manager need
4: help sorry does he need support it's Stevie Hamill doesn't take Einstein to work out first year yeah. he was on holiday in Aaron at the start of the season gets the call you're in well, right is somebody not coming in
5: alongside him to help him he, he'll be happy with his coaching staff but I think it's a valid question I, I think when you look around the leagues you look at the teams around the bottom that mother were fighting I mean Malky Mackay is an experienced manager I mean, Liam Fox isn't, but I think he's got more experienced players. The likes of Charlie McGrew and uh, Stephen, Stephen Fletcher, Fletcher Dylan yeah. Levitt, they've, they've got a decent spine there. Yeah. Um, so I, I think when you look at the the lack of, of experience, it might be a bit of a concern. But honestly, yeah. within, within 10 days, you can turn that around. If Motherwell win their two home games, mm-hmm. and I know that's a tall order, given that they haven't won at home since August... Yeah. But if they win their two home games against St Mirren and Harts, it, it certainly puts them in a, a much better position. Stephen Reside, Wraith
4: Rovers this weekend, of course they had uh, extra time, penalties uh, in the Trust Cup. Is that going to help you or should we not even be thinking of that? What's the score this weekend?
8: Uh, I'm not going to give you a score prediction because every time I come on I, I know we're going to win and it never happens. I know. But yeah. what, what, what I do know is that the 1,600 fans going there on Saturday oh, and that should be yeah. 16 and Saturday. Yeah. so we're doing a bit off the park. Stephen, we're doing bit I but do on know it.
4: Jim McMahon I've known him for over 25 years he loves Motherwell he always has done first oh, my time I met him he spoke Motherwell so I hope that Jim and the board get it right I think the manager needs support and it's maybe up to the people right at the top to say Right, we've got to help Stevie Hamill the fans love him but you hear the passion of Stephen I follow Stephen you know on Twitter or whatever and Stephen you do a great job going round the clubs you just said you've got cerebral palsy you care well you care about your club and it's so important for people so the club should try and get together you need to give some help I think to the manager and let people like Stephen Reside you, enjoy the, rest of the season. Do you mean a
5: more experienced yes. uh, coach or yeah. manager yeah. beside yeah. him? I think that him. was
8: a mistake, guys. If I could just say before the goal, bringing in Brian Kerr as assistant, I think he should have put an experienced head in there beside him to help him.
4: But I get it. As a but, young manager, you want to do it your way. But, but when you look back on it, I think he would realise, and maybe that's where a board of directors comes and says, no, we're giving you, we don't want rid of you. I don't think anyone's saying that, are they, Stephen? I, They're not. I
2: think I mean, I don't know I don't know the ins and outs of how Stevie Hamill ended up becoming but I wasn't convinced that I think when I'm watching the Barry Robson, I think Barry Robson wants the Aberdeen job. Mm-hmm. And I think he's brought up Steve Agnew from down south and I think he's put that in place and he's ex- experienced assistant manager. Yeah. I think Stephen Hamill get given the Motherwell job, a club legend. Really I mean, you can't watch his interviews without feeling sorry. I mean he it's it's hurting him badly It's hard to watch, yeah. isn't it? Um yep but I don't think he took that job thinking I'm definitely going to be the Motherwell manager for the rest of the season so what happened was they had an initial bounce he got them going they had good results and he became the permanent manager Brian Kier helped him out it wasn't like
9: yeah.
2: it wasn't like he decided in a summer I'm going to be the Motherwell manager and this is my this is my coaching team and this is the experienced assistant that's manager that's to- going to help I think he just it just kind of happened at Motherwell and as I said I don't think I mean Alan Burroughs, Stevie Hamill the club's fuller people that really care about Motherwell I know Alan Burrow's obviously leaving but I think they just need to really stick together try and try and I mean they are obviously a wee bit scarred at home but just try and stick together find a way to win a football match at home um, with the fans I mean the fans are desperate to back them Mm. up at a bro if the scene's up at a bro if you think they're about to kick on the new strikers just scored a double Mm. then he gets injured it's just been that type of season but if they can just stick together I mean I've I want, I want me to stay up more than anyone uh, just as much as Stephen yeah, sorry of course so um, Nate, stick together Nate well not as much that's yeah, probably unfair yeah. but I'd, I really do just stick together find a way to win a game of f- football at home and, and kick on from there
4: Stephen thanks for calling A Different View is the podcast the new one out in the last couple of days Stephen we're going to call you on Monday and we hope Good luck, that it's Stephen. going to be a memorable win cheers Stephen cheers Stephen
3: thank you, thank you. cheers From our motability team, Macklin
1: Motors Toyota is open now
3: at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.
4: Plenty on the go in the first hour: 08081717700. 17, Paul Cooney with Andy Walker and Stephen. McGinn Stephen people still asking you for tickets for Monday night it's a complete sellout there are none left do you want to use Go Radio Airwaves to tell
2: people <laughs> no I've got a couple still uh, still waiting for uh, to see who's coming on Monday I don't think my mum can handle it she doesn't like the high pressured game so. <laughs> too much for Mary yep. yeah I've got at least one spare
4: uh, great thank you I was trying yeah, to get Barry yeah. to get the helicopter Andy we could have gone straight at yeah, 7 on Monday. yep that's it yep. so it's going to be some game looking forward to watching it do you feel that in a way everyone's going to have oh Darvill Darvill because I know and work with you, you, you know, I'm in your camp,
2: but I, I mean that doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I, I've been I've been lucky. I've played in a, in a semi-final um, at Hampden for St. Man, um, but I think we all the Davo chat, forget about what a big occasion it is for our boys as well. It's mm-hmm. I mean it's a chance for some of our boys to play in a Scottish Cup quarter-final. I mean, you never know who you might get, and I mean we are I mean, it's a cliche, but you are two wins away from getting to Hampden for a semi-final. So I'm um, an absolutely massive game for our
5: boys it, as well. It's a good point because when you see. Air United are playing Elgin. They're going to be mm-hmm. in the last day. Yeah. Whoever, no disrespect to sure. Air, but it's a, it's a chance to get to a semi-final. Great point. Yep, the games tomorrow night. Hamilton
4: against Hearts. And then Saturday, Air against Elgin that Andy just mentioned. Dundee United, Kilmarnock. Talk about that in a moment or two. Livy against Inverness. Callie Thistle would have been Queen's Park. Wraith Rovers against Mullerbill, as we spoke with Stephen a moment ago. And Celtic against St. Brown. 5.30 kickoff. Do you like the 5.30 kick-offs? I think they might be quite good for uh, the yeah. pub
2: industry yeah. <laughs> for people true. going yeah. to the games but uh. just, just as Andy said I mean the the beauty of the cup draws is yeah. that's what you say to the boys who's to say that Elgin don't go down to air and win I'd fully penciled in that I was going to Putaudry this weekend to play Aberdeen yeah. and all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's down to
4: Ayrshire to play Darvel. Great point, you never know. And then Saturday, 4 o'clock, Rangers against Partick Thistle, the other Glasgow derby. And, uh, that, you know, the Jags fans will love that, Andy, and the Jags players. Yeah. They've had a tough time recently, you know, chasing the
5: championship. But can you unleash a wee bit? I mean, it's going to be tough against Rangers, but what do you a, think? I can't yeah. see anything other than yeah. a Rangers victory, but a great experience for the Thistle lads to play against uh, a, a quality team. Uh, you've got live coverage on the the telly and they've dropped away a little bit in the Championship, not really up there with Queen's Park in the air and and, uh, Dundee, they have fallen away uh, slightly and I I thought they would be right in amongst it. I know that Ian McCall's got just a vast amount of experience. If anyone can get them them up, I think it's going to be Ian McCall
4: he's been everywhere hasn't he he's done so much Stephen did you come up against him because nearly everyone we mention in the game you've played for them or against them
5: yeah I
2: mean obviously he was at Partick Thistle and I was at Commandant last year and they're going yep. for the league and uh, when I rejoined St Martin he was air manager so we had that the relegation kind of six pointers uh, against him but vastly experienced and always recruits really well and I think obviously it's a big I think Partick Thistle taking nearly 3,000 to Ibrox um, yeah at the weekend so and Dundee went there early, early in the season in the League Cup and caused Rangers a bit of problems obviously Rangers only 1-1 now so it's just they'll go and I'm sure they'll have to dig in at times but they'll have a
4: go and, and you never know you never know be a full house Rangers against Partick Thistle the Jags you remember Andy when they were in the top league for many it's not
5: that many years ago they were yeah well Alan I, I yeah. got a little bit of experience as a young kid uh, out of school and I played for Partick Thistle's youth team we went to a we went to a tournament, international tournament over in France, and we actually won it. We beat Ajax in the final. Partic this will be Ajax. Patrick this will be Ajax in Wrecking the final. I was under, what would that have been? Under 15? Yeah, uh, under 17. Wow. Under 17, under 18. And um, yeah, it was just a, a great experience. I'd love to know who was in that of course ah, yeah,
4: team. that's what I was going to ask
5: you if yeah. yeah. you could um, remember any yeah. notable let's cars? see if we can
4: Google it Stephen. and you're on everything all the time <laughs> and were you there with the traditional uh, we, Jag Strip we were there yeah. with the Jag Strip and oh, uh,
5: Robert Reed. of course who's been there oh, for a hundred years he's just Mr Partick Thistle isn't, isn't he he's a magnificent um, man so yeah, yeah it was uh, just a great experience got a chance to to play it was the professional youth league at the right. time mm. and uh, I remember playing uh, against I think it was a St Mirren mm-hmm. and it was just a it was a big game because all these players you were up against were you know big in stature and yeah. strength and running power and uh, just a great experience for a, a a young kid out of school and who was in your team any names that we would know we had uh, George Clark who was a right good player I ended up playing with Jordy at uh, Bayliston, right good striker uh, Alec O'Hara yeah of who, course yeah. he was he was playing for, I don't know why he was playing for the reserves end, but uh, Alec was a, was a good player and um, uh, Jamie Doyle who went on to have a, a career um, so yeah it was just a, all, all those occasions when you felt as though you were taking a step and then when you made that step and you were up against the quality players you realised how, how difficult it was going to be we'll go back on the phone lines
4: Yeah, Marvellous. ready up for it ok Stephen yep. Paul is on a Rangers fan good evening Paul he's in Paul he's in panel.
7: Uh, yeah. Hi, Paul.
4: Paul. you can got Stephen McGinn and Andy Walker. Hi, hi there. Yeah, cheers.
7: Hi, Stephen. Hi, Andy. I hi, just Paul. I had two points if I get an opportunity to talk about both of them. i put the points all together. Um, my first one being the Scottish Cup games that came up very soon, so I thought this one's more prominent. Um I want to get your opinion on this. Obviously, as a Rangers fan, I heard the term sport integrity being used quite a lot throughout Scottish football for, for a number of years, to be honest with you. Um, and... What I can't quite get my head around is that we've got cup games, and I I, I think the same might be happening down south, I could be wrong, but you've got some Scottish cup games and English FA cup games getting played without VAR, yep. and some getting played with VAR. Yep. So, if i are about sport and integrity, where's the sport and integrity in that? Does it not make sense to have it maybe just in the semi-final in the final, or just take it out altogether? because? Yep. I don't think it's fair that sure. some teams are going to get decisions going against them and art.
4: OK. In All or nothing. It's a good question. Stephen McGinn, what do you think? The only uh, two with it is Celtic and Rangers. No, I agree with Paul.
2: I think um, even if you look back at that Davo Aberdeen game, if we had VAR in place that night, the Aberdeen goal stands and Jim Goodwin's potentially still in the job. So um, I, I've got to get, agree and obviously watch watched David Martindale's press conference talking about how... Um, if they get the option of using it, they won't use it because financially it's it's costing them a lot of money to, to use it. So, yeah, I think it's all or nothing. I agree with Paul. I think he's he's
5: totally right. Andy? You'd like to see it in every round. I mean, I'm surprised, uh, sorry, in every ground, but I'm, I'm just surprised that Dundee United and Livingston, who are capable of, of having it, uh, I think it's just purely down to financial reasons. They don't want to take it up. And, you know, they... Everyone apparently was shouting for VAR to be involved in Scottish football for a long time. All the clubs voted on it. All the clubs wanted it to be part of uh, Scotland's top flight. We've got top flight games at the weekend. I mean, Dundee United, Kilmarnock, yeah. I, I don't understand why you, you, you don't have VAR if you, uh, if you can use it. Is it not cost on the
4: night or the afternoon for the game? John Harrison on yeah. Tuesday said, We don't need VAR, we're better without it.
5: Well, uh, vars here to stay, uh, the clubs want it. Uh, it's been driven by the bigger clubs. they really wanted to bring it in they pay the, uh, the most money. I think what we do need is it for it to be used in a in a better way. and I, I accept when I speak to some referees and I tell them it's been awful and they say, well we're we're only in you know month, two, three, four, five, whatever it is, and uh, it will get better. and I hope it really does get better because it has it has been a bit of a shambles and um, I, I I think it would if you used it correctly I think it would add to the Scottish game Stephen can I ask you a question
4: do you still get as many of the top referees doing the major games in, in League One because I was just thinking so many of them must be involved now in the, the VAR van or VAR HQ as well as on the pitch yeah well um, quite often this season we are getting referees that are
2: refere- refereeing at the level for the first time or Referee, we had on Tuesday night, we've had now for the third time in I think only two months. So I think there's only a certain amount of referees qualified, I think, to take uh, to be in charge at the Premier League level. And then you've got another, you almost double that in terms of the ones using the VAR. So it is trickling down. I don't think the referees, there's enough of them. And I think some of them are refereeing games that maybe not ready for it. which, I mean, for another day I could go, th- I could go on the rest of the show of and about a few decisions, but yeah. I do think... That the McGinn moan, we could call it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> my wife will tell you about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think yeah. I think there's, it's probably using up a lot of rest, but it just... I, it's probably too early We have voted it in It's too early sure. to get rid of it I think if, we're still, if it still looks like this In
4: two or three years Then yeah I'd be up for scrapping it But y- you are hoping it does get better I think Big John was just giving us a, a talking point on Tuesday night Paul what's your other point? So everyone here agrees with you Doesn't make sense What's your other issue? I no that, that's, that's fair enough um, aye, so the other one's maybe A bit out there I don't know if
7: anyone's ever raised us It's just that I heard someone Through the Rumerstein rumor Fine Nope. And we've talked about if Queen's, if Queen's Park get um, promoted um, that they could use Hamden to play the games against Rangers and Celtic and therefore have 50 odd thousand fans here My question if that's true or not is it's obviously a, you know, paid, paid by the taxpayers, it's a national stadium I don't see how it would be fair for a team to benefit from the national stadium getting the ticket revenue in um, and has that ever been thought, through know, by the STFL? Because I'm sure other teams like St Motherwell and whatnot would be up in arms if we know that Park Parker benefited financially from using the National Stadium to play Rangers and Celtic two games, basically four games in total. But I know they've got lesser handling, but through the rumour find that's what I heard, that they could use the National Stadium for those games.
4: What? I've, I've no idea if that would be the case can I ask you a question as a Rangers fan and you live in the Glasgow area would you not welcome the chance to get to an away game but here in the great city oh absolutely I
7: mean uh, no, yeah. no issues with me all sure. with regards to that but
4: yeah.
7: financially for other teams, again when we go back to the sport integrity thing you're not opening up a canny worms and again I don't know if it's ever thought it, that would never get to that level I never thought Well, given how far they've climbed the
5: ladder and everything else, I would see them in the Premier League, and it's fantastic to them. I think they're playing really, really well. I just thought, does it all give a bit? Well, I'm all for, I'm all for more supporters being able to go to a game. But I'd imagine you would need to rent. uh, You would need to hire Hamden. I don't know what that cost would be, and it would be for. I mean, I imagine when they're I'm assuming Lesser isn't ready. Yep. It won't be um, big enough anyway. If it's Rangers coming to town or Celtic, it would be, what, 3,000 maybe? Um, well, it's a, I, I don't know. if I'd imagine it would have to go to a vote with all the clubs mm-hmm. and the clubs will have their say and if they vote, uh, yeah, you can do that, then who are we to argue? Stephen, any
2: view on it? Well, um, I mean, you don't know long term how, how that pans out in terms of, the as Andy says, the rental, but it also brings the pros and cons. Um Obviously, you only need to look at St Johnstone, beat Rangers at St Dermot Park. And then in the Cup, they give up most of their stadium. Hardly have any ha- home fans and, and they lose a match. And the argument that St Myrne fans and having Paisley just now about not giving Celtic Rangers the two stands and they're unbeaten against Celtic Rangers this season. So you are giving up a fair home advantage if you do
4: give away the away fans uh, the run of the ground. Sure. And look at Darvel. Hate to mention it but against Aberdeen they could have maybe taken it to Rugby Park but not look at the buzz they created I don't know the answer but somebody who popped in the other day Willie Hockey is obviously one of the backers that is yeah. known of Queen's Park and it's remarkable what they've done and I don't know I've never asked them I don't know what would happen if they were there but I'm mindful that three years ago when people were saying oh the national team should move to Murrayfield now there's some great people at Murrayfield but that's the home of rugby mm-hmm. and it was Willie Hockey who said i right, give you and I think it was two and a half million to save, help save Hamden, Do you remember? Along with Tom Hunter. So, so they might look on it favourably. Is that what
5: you're saying? Well, if somebody has helped <laughs> to retain yeah. football here in the yeah. commercial capital I, of Scotland, I, tol- I totally beat, get it. Yeah, I totally get it. And if you can get more people into a ground, we, we want yeah. play. Uh, we want supporters to be able to go to grounds is, and, and, and see their team. And it will generate more money, I would imagine. I don't know. But if you're going to get, I don't know, 30,000, well, 40,000 coming I don't to know, the game... I don't know yeah. what the other clubs... I'd imagine they would have a vote on this and would they be, I don't know, maybe some people would call them petty if they vote. Not, yeah. We're not allowing you mm. to have it hand Hamden because you'll get, you know, 50,000 and you'll get all the money that that generates. Mm. So they might vote no, but sure. you don't know how uh, Scottish clubs vote. It's, it's always a bit of a mystery. Come on, Andy, you
4: know about these things, the high finance, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Paul, listen, don't know, but you know, there don't seem to be many people around when the national stadium me- needed money, you know, those, what, three, four years ago. Remember that? And quite a lot of people were saying, oh, yeah, can take the cup finals there, the semi-finals to Edinburgh. Murrayfield's a great stadium, but it's a rugby stadium.
5: But what what, what is Lesser going to be able to hold once it's regenerated or improved? 3,000, I think. So that will be the maximum when, if let's say Queen's Park are in the league in two, three years and they look as though they're an established top flight club, games will be played at Lesser or will they be moved to Hamden? Don't know, but we will ask. And I would imagine they'll
4: say, well, we'll cross that when we are in the higher division, which could be this year. Paul, the Glasgow Derby this weekend, (laughs) Rangers, Partick Thistle, what's your scoreline?
7: I'm going to go for four nil Rangers. I'm going to go for um, Morelos to bag a couple, and maybe a couple. Maybe I go for Cadwell and basket as well. Okay. Maybe as
4: well, maybe. Yeah, and do you think Morelos is just going to send a new contract? We talked about it yesterday. Barry said it's not impossible.
7: Um, it's certainly I turned around. Plus Morelos to me is an enigma. Um, Good so word. Some yeah. of the look at the goals he scored against you Europa League. Um, last year against Lincoln like, Dortmund and everything like that. But what well, lets Morelos down you know this anyway. Yeah. I'm not saying anything new, but I've been to for instance. Well, I could go my hair out of my denny it's but things like that just were really, really difficult. I think if I could pick between Morelos and Kent, mm. I think Kent's probably got more to offer. I would like a wee bit more uh, difference up front If I'm being honest with you, I think. I would like maybe a, an out-and-out striker. Maybe somebody like, I've said it before, but somebody like Kevin Nisbet, I would like, or maybe Lauren
2: Shantland or something like that, a bit like, get the ball in the box and poke it away. I don't think Morelis is, he, he can score goals, but he's not a, an out-and-out striker. In Mario, I yeah. Stephen? Yeah, I agree with Paul. I, I think the ball's fully in uh, Rangers court now if, when it comes to Morelis. I think it's going to be their call. I don't. I can't see that, especially with the season he's just had. that Alfredo Morales has got much better option, options in Rangers. Um, Rangers have been very patient with him at times this season. Obviously scored um, a few important goals recently at uh, Kilmarnock and then at um, Tyncastle. But yeah. I don't think he said the season of a, pre, a, pre, a few years ago where yeah. he'd be commanding a, a big wage at Rangers. I think it's fully a Rangers' decision in, in
4: this one. Andy, the enigma that is M-
5: Morelos, what would you do?
4: And what do you think is going to happen?
5: Well, I think what should have been done is uh, a couple of years ago, Rangers should have addressed it and sold him when uh, his, 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 he was at his peak almost yeah. or you could get yeah. the, the maximum amount. Of, uh, to be fair to the player, he has honoured his contract. Uh, I think he did let himself and his teammates and his manager down at the start of the season because he wasn't fit. He wasn't ready to go. And uh, that, that that's all on him. And I, in all honesty, I think he could still do with uh, losing a few pounds and, and sure. being sharper and and quicker and more mobile. And Ryan Kent, do you think you'll be
4: commentating on him on Sky live games next well, season? Well,
5: you always want the the better players and the exciting players. I think that's what he gives uh, Scottish football. It's certainly what he gives Rangers. I think they'll all want uh, him to stay on. But again, he's another player who has honoured his contract but his contract is coming to an end and I think these are questions that should have been or issues rather that should have been addressed a couple of years ago sign on or we'll sell you Paul thanks very much for calling
0: the go radio football show with Macklin Motors book your service MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk let's go
4: Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. Great to have you back. Why are you so good at traffic and travel? You'll be back again in about 20 minutes' time and hopefully tomorrow night and then forever. Andy Walker, Stephen McGinn here, taking a of calls coming in tonight and looking forward to, well, quite a number of things. There's chat today again from the European Super League. A new format looks to be coming to be discussed. Now, I think the English clubs are being told not to engage with it just now. And I guess one of the things is, Andy, that... the. Well, the biggest league in the world is England.
5: Yeah, that is pretty much the Super League. But uh, if there's a European Super League being spoken about, I would imagine that both Celtic and Rangers will want to know what's in it for us. What does it mean? What are the finances? And they will ask all those questions. And I'm sure they'll be very discreet about it. But um, they'll want to know more. And it would sit, I would imagine, Andy,
4: alongside... The premiership. Well, you would you would
5: hope that you would have uh, you know a team competing in the in the Scottish League, Uh, but listen, you don't know how it works. It's uh, there's so many different styles of leagues have been spoken about since I've finished playing, and that's uh, twenty years ago. So um, it remains to be seen how what what sort of legs, what sort of credibility is in this one? Eighty teams included. I think when you put together the Champions League, the Europa
4: league and also the other the conference, conference then you probably get 80 clubs so it's probably rearranging deck chairs maybe yeah, just, just and it's, a bit
5: more than that and then of sure. course the qualifiers games, yeah.
4: sorry and 14 yeah. games a season it could be big money and this could be the way that Rangers and Celtic get a bigger platform I hate the idea
2: do you? I do yeah. I hate Correct. it and I hate the, the way you've sold it there even as just a bit money um, I think Celtic Rangers one of the big things is the thirst for trophies I think um, how, how would that look when they go 10, 12 years without winning a, a trophy uh, competing against them. I mean, Just having money doesn't then get you Lionel Messi. Um, lots of clubs in England have got money and can't spend it because clubs do, uh, they want to play for the elite teams the ones that have your Man United's, Barcelona's.
5: I, I agree with you Stephen but these, these these are business people you're talking about and they just want to know the bottom line. I know but that's not what it's about for the fans. that's, yeah. that's And that's what broke it up the last time I mean you would big clubs in England that were that were openly joining this and uh, you know supporters of their own clubs are saying this is disgusting Mm. but um, I think for for clubs of that stature for business decisions to be made they just want to know what the bottom line is and then they'll they'll take it from there Celtic Rangers will definitely want to know more about what what this Mm. means
2: I I, I know they will and I know that I mean, the, the people above, the people dictate the finances, but there's something so refreshing about Rangers getting to that Europa League final and our kind of financial gulf to, to the yeah. bigger leagues, and they were able to do that. And it, it gives you hope that it's not miles away, mm. that you don't you don't need to go to this Super League to turn over Borussia Dortmund
4: mm. in Glasgow. But you can still, I would imagine, still have the Premiership, you still have the Championship, so there'd still be the pyramid system here. And alongside the games, what you might lose, I don't know, would be maybe the League Cup. or whatever, you know, Because we can't have, and there's so many more international games now, as we all know, because there's the you know the World Cup and the European, and there's also the, the qualification for the European. So something we'd have to give, but it wouldn't take away the league battle between the big two. I respect what you say there. People but, but, love being in the Scottish League, or do they? I know there's a golf there's a
2: golf just now financially. What, what, how big would the golf be then if Celtic Rangers were getting Super League money? Even bigger to, to Hearts sure. and Hibs who are trying to their best to compete. But they could be in as well. We don't know uh, yet. I, but I, I know that imagine. there are yep.
5: some clubs in Scotland who would love Celtic Rangers just to go, and the uh, you know Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen, Dundee United, uh, Falkirk, and Dunfermline, They would all compete for a for a Scottish title. But then you'd need to find. You know, someone who'd be interested in paying, I don't know, what uh, amount of money to, to cover that. What do you think? Give us a call,
4: 0808 17 17 700. Rotating the goalkeepers, I want to ask you both about it, with the news, nothing to do with rotation, but down south, Fraser Foster gets his big chance, the Celtic fans love him, did so well for them, and with Hugo Lloris injured, Andy, he's going to be in in some huge games, not least kicks off at... Uh, the, the King yeah, Power and Stadium
5: and there's someone who left uh, Glasgow you know a team competing for and winning trophies on a regular basis but and I've got no qualms with it he went to to Spurs knowing mm. he would be the number two but just going for whatever it is 870 80, 90 grand a week mm. it's uh, it's big bucks Stephen yeah well I mean we've we all seen the quality first hand
2: uh, we've got a Celtic Rangers Cup final coming up and We'll never forget the Fraser Foster performance. Um, I think I've not seen many cup finals won by a goalkeeper, but that was certainly won by a goalkeeper on the day. And Hugo Lloris is having a a poor season. Um, He had some high-profile errors, so I hope the big man can go in and, and
4: take his chance. At Rangers, of course, at the weekend, John McLaughlin was in rather than Alan McGregor, and it's led to a lot of chat about it. Um, here's the manager speaking about why he's rotating the goalkeepers.
9: but well, this week there's obviously been two games, a couple of late uh, late night in the week, and you just feel that John uh, is the fresher goalie coming in today. I didn't think he had much to do in the game, so I will continue to rotate. I think it's the right thing to do. The schedule's opening up a little bit now. We don't play again in midweek. I think until the middle of March, we're going to play away at Hibs. So I won't have the issue in terms of fatigue with anybody. like Anybody, goalkeeper, outfield player, won't have that. So I wouldn't expect five subs every game now. I think you're seeing it because I'm trying to get us through a tough schedule without having done a pre-season with the group, if you like, and knowing where everyone's at physically. You're trying to, um, to rotate to keep the energy on the pitch. I thought it looked fantastic, that rotation on Wednesday night. It didn't look so good on Saturday afternoon.
4: Andy, what's your view on Rangers rotating the keepers?
5: I think it's an area, I think we spoke about it at the start of the season, it was an area that they had to address. Uh, I'm surprised Giovanni Van Bronckhurst didn't address it because, um, you know, he was, Alan McGregor is very close to the end of his career. Will he Will he be here next season? I'm I'm not so sure. Uh, I don't think there's many Rangers supporters who would happily accept John McLaughlin as the recognised number one. And I think Rangers need a goalkeeper. For, you know, all the talk has been... Of the players out of contract, Ryan Kent, Ryan Jack, Alfredo Morelos—understandable—they're uh, the—they're the the big name players that make a difference. But you you need a strong goalkeeper, and uh, with Alan McGregor coming, his career coming to an end, it, it, it's a it's a position they need to get right. Here's
4: a, wee... Here's a wee bit more from the manager before I throw it to you, Stephen. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. He's asked about it again. Yeah,
0: you, you, you,
9: you yeah, certainly. I've said that before. Like. Unfortunately, with Robbie, he's had this ankle ligament problem that's just not healed. He's still a good three to four weeks away from training, which is disappointing for him because he's not been able to. If I've, you know, I think we've done probably about 40 training sessions and Robbie's been involved in 10 or 12. So that's really hard for Robbie to be able to show what he can do now. But John's been there uh, all the time as a mainstay. We obviously know Alan is not getting any younger, but he's clearly our number one right now. But if I feel that. Um, he needs to have a rest and I think John's always been able, have we lost any games with John? So John's not the issue when he's in the goals, I think with the whole team defend. We come today on the back of three clean sheets on the bounce and we can see the lousy go off a set play, so we all need a shake for that. Stephen, what do you feel? Well, I mean, he's arguing the case that it's working because they're winning,
2: um, but I don't think it's helping them to win. Um he made the case for John McLaughlin coming into the team at Tannadice because he was good at dealing with crosses. John McLaughlin's lost a bad goal from a cross at Rugby Park, and he lost one at the weekend, which could have been costly. Rangers went free flowing on Saturday, didn't create millions of chances, and they win with a deflected free kick. Who's to say that if that game finishes one one each, then John McLaughlin's crucified for coming out and uh, losing that goal? So, I don't like it. I've never liked it. I, I like when the, when the goalkeeper settled and. Um, it's it's just, I don't even like when they rotate the goalkeepers for cup games. Yeah. I think it sends out a message. I don't, I just think the goalkeeper's are goalkeeper. Surely
5: they can play every night of the week.
2: Yeah, he
5: said he's <laughs> fatigued. I mean, I understand it for cup competitions, just to keep your number two, you know, ready in case, uh, you know, there is a, a an injury. But um, I think it's an important position because you need a relationship with the guys in front of you, especially the central defenders and that's a really important uh, bit of chemistry that uh, you know allows teams to be successful yeah are you grumpy tonight <laughs>
2: <laughs> just uh... one of my best friends in football is a goalkeeper yeah. so uh, we yep. have yeah uh, he, uh, he's always yeah. getting on me for getting into to goalkeeper see sure.
5: fatigued guy no,
2: no,
4: isn't he? he was never fatigued. <laughs> Listen, every time we've played that this week, I've noticed the explosion going really come on, he's not. But look, uh, Michael Beale hasn't done a lot wrong, has he? Since he arrived, I see Barry it's, today.
2: If he just, say, if you yeah. just go on wins, yeah. But that goal they lost the weekend could have been costly. They Indeed. weren't playing sure. well. Yeah. That finishes one each the league. Yeah, it's definitely done. So it's it's a
4: risky game. Sure, and of course because the manager said. To, in your programme Andy you know a month or two ago yeah. and, and good on him answering it in a way but I know all the pros are going why did you say he's better at the cross balls
5: yeah it was good yeah. Luke Shanley went after yeah. him a couple of times and got that wee bit of information I really uh, I, I find it really interesting when he speaks I think uh, you're right Paul he's, mm. he's open he's honest and uh, he's, good, he's good copy for for most of the, the journals but uh, it seems listen everything's working so far yeah. he can't do much more their, their only hiccup was the, the draw against Celtic, which was a a really important point for, for Celtic yeah. on that occasion.
4: Barry's column today in The Record, and he touched on it you know, last night as well, is that um, it, it was the thing about Ange Postacoglu, would he go to Leeds? We've hardly spoken about it tonight, because unless we're missing this, we don't <laughs> think he is going. Well, um, I, I've
5: heard all the speculation yeah. he, he's going to Everton, he's going to Brighton, mm-hmm. he's going to Wolves, and now that the, the Leeds uh, manager's job yeah. is up for grabs, he's going to Leeds. Um, I don't think he was ever going to any of these clubs, um, and I think he's, I think he wants to rack up some some trophies, some titles. I think he's um, he's inspired by the Champions League. Celtic are in pole position to qualify for the Champions League, and I think what you, what you want to give the the Celtic support more than anything, never mind your players. What you want to give the support is uh, is special memories, and if you can get a win. A win or two, I spoke about earlier, about a notable win for Motherwell if they can beat St. Mirren and Hearts. But if Celtic could get a, a notable win or two against uh, one or two of the big boys in, in the Champions League, again, I think that's what Ange Postacoglu wants to deliver before he thinks about taking his next step. Do you think one day he will? Yeah, it seems to one of the top clubs in England. It, it yeah. seems to be the way of it that uh, managers stay at a club three. Four years, and yeah. then you think about going on. Obviously, there's there's a few exceptions, but at this level, where the intensity pretty much every day is so demanding, I, I, I absolutely get the attraction of uh, of doing something fresh and moving to the. <laughs> We'd spoke about it earlier. The, the European Super League. Right yeah. now, the, the the Super League is the English mm. Premier League. Feynord
4: boss Arnie Slot is the main candidate at the moment I mean the Leeds owner they moved quickly with Jesse Marsh maybe just too quickly given that they didn't have somebody there but uh, there's talks going on today so the name of Ange Postagogu has receded from that one how's John doing and how's Villa is he enjoying life under Unai Emery yeah very tactical very detailed
2: um, I think he's enjoying uh, that they're on a much better run um, he obviously missed most of January with his hamstring injury but he's back on the bench at the weekend and pushing for a start Um Nice easy one down at the Etihad on Sunday. Oh,
4: yeah, are you going? No, of course not. You've got the game. No, yeah. No. I mean, yeah. it
2: was one when you look at um, the diary. You're thinking could get down to that, and then next minute you're on telly on the Monday night and in the cup. Training's yeah. a priority that
4: Sunday. You could, be, in fact, let's not look ahead because Mick Kennedy, who was in the other week, he came on the programme just yeah. in fact the night of the game, which was great. And I said, you know, you, do you dare to think about you know the next round? I said, like, oh, I. <laughs> yeah, he was mm-hmm. uh, looking. Well, he,
5: he came across to me he's a positive guy and yeah. he'll feel as though he can get another scalp in Falkirk a team that are so far ahead of them in terms of league status but um, I, I'll be looking really I'll be really interested to see how Falkirk approach the game because Darville are the story of the Scottish yeah. Cup this mm-hmm. year and they've, they've brought on everyone wants them to win almost mm-hmm. so that that's what Falkirk is part of what Falkirk are up against
4: and on Ange, can we ask you what do you think in time? Where could you see him? How far could he go in England? This is the kind of question that ten, fifteen years ago, you'd say, "Well, he's at Celtic or if the Rangers manager." Yeah. There is no, uh, well, it's probably twenty, thirty years ago. Well, but look now. at
5: Neil Lennon. Neil yeah. Lennon put a team together that uh, beat Barcelona. Yeah, of course. There's, there's not yeah. many that can come up yeah. with that, and he ended up going in Bolton. Yeah. I, I, don't get the,
2: I don't get the same kind of gut instinct that that Ange desperate to go to I always felt with Brendan Rodgers that he wanted down for another crack at the English, English Premier League and, um, he, he, dug, he dragged up trophies he won trophies but yeah. he, always, he, he did always feel that at some point yeah. he was going to be I'm not sure what, what the future holds for Ange he saw, he's always spoke about um, this is a lifelong dream to be given a, a job of this size and let's be honest he's got a lot of control at the club he's um, Thankfully. Make, making a lot of, of signings that you, you know are his signings and yeah. You can see, you can almost see into what, what, what the future looks and what Andy says, it's been more competitive in Europe. I think he wants to leave a legacy and I think, I mean, linking a Celtic, or Rangers manager with any post down in England, yeah. it's, it gets a lot of views, it gets a lot of noise, so yeah. it's Stephen always I happen. sometimes
5: speak to Celtic supporters and you talk about your favourite season. I know there's still some Celtic fans who love 2003 season. Yeah. Celtic won nothing.
4: That's right. The record book show...
5: they went across Europe a bit like Rangers in the last uh, what 18 months or so getting to the UEFA Cup final but Celtic got there in 2003 and they they beat Barcelona uh, they beat uh, Liverpool they beat Mm. Blackburn they beat uh, who was it Celta Viga Boa Vista they had all these Mm. fantastic away trips and you know, just great memories for Celtic supporters. And we were covering it at the final. How the heck did Thomas. we ever get back to the
4: hotel that <laughs> night? We will never forget the woman, the kind woman. And I the remember She the, gave the, us the a lift. K- the Carlsberg hotel right next. Home. It was a the, so there was a UEFA thing. We go in yeah. afterwards, and they say, "No, no, no we're closed." And I, said, oh, we're and I said, "Oh, we're journalists in pigeon Spanish." Okay, come in for one <laughs> beer. But really, you couldn't get a taxi. You couldn't yeah. get. And of course, we didn't have remote. The... the ground. didn't have the BBC cars or the yeah. Sky. You know all the Yeah, 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 And we thought, how are we going to get away with this equipment? But we did. Somebody dropped us off. Good on us. Can you go yeah. as a beer yeah, exactly <laughs> a third beta right we're back we're looking forward to the games that's coming next
0: the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors book your service MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk let's
4: go don't forget you can still come along to see Barry Ferguson I almost said in concert uncensored <laughs> unscripted as you've never heard them before and it's Moore on March the 9th it's going to be a great night go to this is uk, or you could be with John Hartson just a few weeks later at St Luke's 30th of March big bad john and just go to this is go.co.uk and it's going to be Two special nights for uh, listeners to come well, along and get up close and personal.
5: Yeah, I just got a lot of respect for them both. Obviously, Barry was an opponent. Not not a, not often, but I played against them a, a few times. And eh, you just dream about, if you're a Celtic man, as eh, Big Bad John is, eh, you just dream about being a striker and scoring over 100 goals. That's a, that's a special eh, market you're in there.
4: Certainly is, not he? Big John and Barry uh, on tomorrow night as well with Mark Guidi at five. Uh, he was described recently to me as a,
5: a champion footballer. And he, he was, wasn't he? He was Who, a special Barry, Barry Ferguson. Barry was exceptional. And, I, you know, we spoke about Callum McGregor doing his 400 mm-hmm. games. And, you know, who's next? Yeah. You know, a Scott coming in at Celtic or Rangers and being the captain. It's... Um, you know, it's just the, the way the game is changing, you go to every corner of the globe to, to get players and I've no doubt that after Callum McGregor's had his time, there'll be another fantastic Celtic captain but I'm not sure he'll be Scottish when you... Th- I mean, I played with Roy Aitken, best mm-hmm. captain I ever played where he's, you know, a million games for, for, for Celtic. Tommy Burns, mm-hmm. eh, Paul McStay, Peter Grant, that was... Eh, that that's where I eh, eh, fitted in with, with Celtic but it's the game's just moved on and it'll be interesting to see who the captain is in, in the future.
4: We spoke about the the footprint of Celtic and Rangers because Peter's away, no doubt, first class flying to Dubai today, you know, with Celtic support a function this weekend. Marvelous. And Barry's been to these kind of things, you know, there's loads of them around the world. Wherever you go, if you've played for Rangers or Celtic, then somebody knows you, Stephen. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's pros and cons, I think, for the, for yeah. some of
2: these big yeah. boys at no matter where you go, you're famous and, and celebrated. But at the same time, no matter where you go, you're, you're spotted. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, obviously got to know uh, Barry through through being here and think he's very fair. Uh, thinks thinks he calls it as I see it. But but just missed out on playing against Big John, but played against Barry. And uh, as a fellow midfielder, I just thought what a player um, he could do everything.
5: I came back from a, just a holiday when I was a Celtic player and got a taxi at Glasgow Airport. Going to my home, it was just me, and the taxi driver. I, eventually, I said to him, "Where are you going?" He says, "Oh, I'm just taking you up to see my grand. She'd really like to <laughs> to to meet you." And uh, he took me up to see his grand. Just didn't even mention it. Are you serious? He just thought he could oh. take me up to. Hey, grand, this uh, Andy Walker, You i say hello? Get your picture. Taken. Where was it? It was in Thornley Bank so <laughs> that's a bit of a detail no well, I was on, no, was on no. the way when I was uh, ah, and in uh, Southside in okay, so. Yeah, <laughs> but there you go <laughs> only we, in Glasgow I mean can... he didn't even uh, say well, yeah. will you come up he just took me there. Is she happy is right yeah. aye, aye. well she was well, one of the one of the fans that was happy to see was me. the meter still running so did you pay a bit uh, extra I no discount <laughs> 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 love it
2: Stephen brilliant isn't it <laughs> I, uh, thang- I mean thankfully I look a wee bit different to John but uh, yeah. my brother Paul quite often gets mistaken for John uh-huh. so um not long after a Scotland game, we had uh, a night out celebrating his 50 caps, and mm. someone had said they had John McGinn in their taxi and he'd <laughs> fallen asleep. It was actually Paul. <laughs> it was Paul. Ah, there you are. The taxi exactly. driver. Yeah. Yeah. See, after St. Mirren won the, the League Cup against Hearts years ago, Paul got that sick of saying, I'm not John, I'm Paul. Right. Yeah. But by the end of the night, he was just getting pictures taken <laughs>
4: saying, Is that hey, right? Just yeah, stuff it. Yeah. You're brilliant today, John's laugh. That, thanks. <laughs> That's great. Very yeah. good. Crofty Play and that. Grado at breakfast tomorrow morning. Did you hear about Grado the other morning? Tuesday, yeah. I'm listening in. He just disappeared. Coffee. He went out for a coffee to meet somebody at the front door. He the his coffee. Yeah. And then he, he, so he goes out and the guy's left and he goes and follows him, tries to find him down to Lidl. He's away for 40 minutes. They must have been going, Crofty and Rochelle yeah, must have been did. going tonto. Yeah, He's good. a very funny guy, isn't he? This is not in the script here. We don't have a script, as you can tell, <laughs> but uh, they are funny at breakfast. Tomorrow
5: his, morning. His Ali McCoy's impression was brilliant. That ah, is good, isn't he? And then yeah. the one he did with Ian Crocker, we were laughing at
4: that. Uh, he did Ian Crocker. Croc- the- he did,
5: yeah. He did a Crocs one. And
4: right? he did Ange one day as well. When wonder did if he? You do Michael Bale. I can't do it, but... <laughs>
5: <laughs> My son good. can do no, it, apparently really Michael
4: Bale. Yeah. That's a talent. Yeah. I like all that. And... uh let's go back to the football <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> night right what's going to happen Stephen will kick off with you your game's at the end of this of, it's going to be a long week of it, wind, weekend of football looking forward to it what do you think Hamilton against Hearts what kind of game is it going to be how will Aki's uh, shape up against Hearts
2: yeah well, I think it obviously comes really quickly for Hamilton after their uh, extra time win the yep. other night so I would have fancied Hearts anyway but I just think um, it's a big trophy for this uh, for Hearts this one Um they're looking for no no mistakes, no complacency. So I think they'll win three 0
5: three 0 without Lauren Shankland, of course. Yeah, H- yeah. Hearts to. Win, I mean, Hearts will want a sort of Celtic Rangers draw before the uh, before the up to in the semi final, give themselves a, a chance of maybe being in the other half and getting to the final again as they as they did last season. Do you want me to mention his double yellow card? No, we don't have Who's enough at? time. Lauren Shankland, they get two yellow cards in the I game. Guess.
4: Isn't it mad? mad so is. he misses the cup. Game.
5: Yeah, I, I thought he was really hard done by yeah. it And again, a very low bar for yep. a yellow card Yeah, and a game that he played so well Right, Saturday then So we
4: reckon Hearts tomorrow night The Hurts The hertz. Saturday Andy, one of your old clubs Air United against Elgin
5: Air United uh, by a couple of goals not I upset, think. No think no, Not at all I think they're, they're looking good
4: They're
5: going well Of course they lost to
4: Queen's Park last weekend And a big uh, game at the top of the table there Stephen, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think, I mean, speak about the the dreams of being a
2: couple of wins away from Hamden and it's a great draw for here and I don't think they'll make any mistakes so I've gone for
4: 2-0. 2-0 so. as well. Stephen, stay with you then. It's a, This is an intriguing game. If it wasn't for yours, this might be match of the weekend. Dundee United against Kilmarnock. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously Kilmarnock's away. Record's just terrible.
2: Um but it's, it's almost uh, a wee preview for some of the six-pointers they're going to have between now and the end of the season. and I think that one might go all the way. I think it could end up going to penalties. So I've gone for 1-1. One, one.
4: Going for 1-1. One, one. And who is going to go through? Is it, who do you, who do well,
2: you
6: reckon? Well, off the
2: back of his uh, penalty save the other night, uh, last week, such a crucial one, big Sam Walker. so uh, Good friend of mine, so I've got to go with Kilmarnock. Going for Kilmarnock.
5: Andy, what do you I'm reckon? I'm going for United to get through the tie. Right. I think they might mm-hmm. do it on the day. And... Uh, yeah, United at home against Kelly.
4: And Andy, we spoke earlier in the week about Billy Thompson who passed away a few days ah. ago
5: and what a gentleman you would know. What a gentleman. Him and, I mean, yeah. obviously we always refer to how good he was yeah. as a football player but having met him, having spoken to him a, a good number of times, eh, just an absolute gent and eh, to go at 64, just far too young. Far too young.
4: Billy Thompson, we spoke about him a few days ago I didn't realise he was an outfield player before he became a, a keeper and he was a good outfield player as well he was
5: well we yeah. didn't you know when I was playing in that, that era with Billy Thompson and these uh, St on Dundee United team you could obviously pass it back to the goalkeeper and they picked it up but yeah. he would have been one of them that would have been very comfortable with the ball at his feet
4: Livingston against Inverness go with you first to see David Martindale just saying today look we can't afford VAR at the moment to implement it you know for a game what is in it? the cup what is it? Grand, ten Forget grand, about that. but Andy, see when you think about it, that's a lot of money. Yeah.
5: Times are well, I know, I'm not preaching. Times are tough. Times are tough. So, um but you know, the point we made earlier about the uh, competition of, you know, maybe you want to have it just at the semi-final and final stage, or not have it at all, or have it if you are capable of, of putting it on. But yeah. in any event, I think Livy will beat Inverness. I think they're they're showing that. I mean they, they get three goals in the first what, half hour against mm. Kilmarnock last week so fancy Levy again. What do you think? It
2: does, it does you are running run the risk almost of play my fate a little bit if you end up going out the cup to a dubious decision that you'd have loved mm. VAR. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah. We are obviously well aware at Falkirk you know a level of football that the club don't really want to be probably can't afford to be as a full time club and we are aware of what the prize money means for the football club and it's a, it's a lot of money um, in, in the grand scheme of things so but I do think, still, with with or without VAR, Livvy have got enough to beat uh, Inverness, and have gone two one. Have you sorted out the bonus
4: and everything? If, if, if you, you went, yeah. Yeah. yeah, good. That's part of the captain's role, isn't it? And I think Stephen made a great point earlier. Steve, uh, Jim Goodwin might still have been the Aberdeen manager if they had VAR yeah. at Darvel, because you know they were. He was yeah. Onside, uh,
5: yeah, onside. Yeah, clearly onside. And uh, you know this was his team under pressure and circumstances just conspired to go against him. Andy, Wraith Rovers against Motherwell through at Stars Park Difficult for Motherwell but yeah. I can see them winning uh, I think they had a tough tie in the last round where they were away to our broth, and I know that uh, Wraith are obviously on a bit of a high after their dramatic penalty yep. uh, win against Indy in the Challenge Cup So um, Quite exhausting though yeah, yeah, I'm going I'm going for an away win Motherwell took it through
4: Hoping they don't wear that strip they wore last week Did you see it? But Motherwell, Aye. the white one no
5: the what one the, 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 oh the oh, sort that, of the luminous thing luminous thing I'm not, not having I'm that, not having that I no. like the uh, white one yeah
4: yeah but that luminous one yeah. anyway <laughs> does Paul have a view on that Stephen <laughs> no about the strip <laughs> uh, what about you Yeah, your brother's mother well well I think that might be the, the game of the day for me
2: um, obviously Rafe going well scores a lot of goals and on paper at the minute it's the one you think could be the cup ups it cut upset on that day but uh, you just you hope for a caller, Stephen, going through there to Kirkcaldy that yeah. they can they can com- come out with the win and I've gone for 2-1 to the well. Celtic against St Mirren. Well, I, I mean, St Mirren caused Celtic a lot of problems yeah. in Paisley yeah. and I thought for the first 15-20 minutes in Glasgow they caused them a lot of problems but I just think the way the Celtic are motoring at the minute um, I think they'll be a full strength Celtic and I think it'll be a step too far for St Mirren this year's comp so I've gone for 2-0 to
5: Celtic. Andy? It's been a good draw for Celtic, home to Morton, mm-hmm. they won comfortably, home to St Mirren, I think they'll win just as comfortably. And we mentioned it earlier with the caller, Rangers against Partick Thistle? Yeah, Rangers by a couple of goals, I think, a great experience for Thistle, yeah. but Rangers to get through. Stephen? I've, I've gone for 4-0, I think they'll win comfortably.
4: For? Rangers. I'm joking, <laughs> it's okay, 4-0 <laughs> for Rangers. And we wish you well, Monday night, uh, Darvel against Falkirk. You're smiling, looking forward to it. Andy, what do you think is going to happen? You're right in front of the captain of Falkirk. I
5: haven't spoken to Stephen about how they're going to approach it, but I imagine they will make it some sort of uh, cup tie. I I think there'll be more in the faces of the Darbo players than Aberdeen were. And I think Falkirk will win. Scoreline? I think they'll win 2-1. Man of the match. No, sorry, I'm going too far. <laughs> Andy, thanks a million. Pleasure. Where
4: are you this weekend?
5: I'm um, down in the northeast again, seeing All Tony right. Mowbray's team with Sunderland against Reading. Your new other to. home down in the northeast. Max. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks, Stephen.
4: See you next week Coming up next It's the news And then tomorrow night At five Don't miss it Barry Ferguson Mark Guidi, Taking you right into the weekend
0: The Go Radio Football Show With Macklin Motors Book your service MOT Or repair Online today At macklinmotors.co.uk Let's go